Hello, I am Chelsea Poe, and welcome to the Performers Pod. This is a place for performers to talk about our industry in a real way that we usually aren't given in the press. Today's guest is Argentinian queer porn performer and one of my favorite people, Maria Riot. Um, if you want to support the podcast, we've done about six or seven episodes so far. You can become a monthly member of my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chelsea Poe. So today, Maria Riot and I talk about getting started as cam girls, shooting porn in the Netherlands, art porn, and so much more. I really hope you enjoy this conversation we had together. performers pod i am with maria riot who i think is so cool um your porn is the first porn i've ever seen screening in europe really um, yeah i met you i didn't first know hey I, I met you and um poppy sanchez the first night i went to berlin and i only like went to i think i went to the uk like once or twice before that but yeah, you guys invited me to the screening you guys had that night. And it was so, so cool. And I also just like really love the work that you've done for four chambers and stuff. And yeah, I feel like you make like really, really cool art porn. And then I also found out that you got your start also as a cam girl. So I'm just like, oh, I really want to talk to you. So um, can you tell us like a little bit about like how you got into porn and where you were and where you're from? Yes. Uh, well, first, thanks for inviting me to be here. I really admire you since my first contact with porn, mm -hmm. so I'm really excited. Uh, so, yes, I am a sex worker working in pornography, prostitution, and online sex work uh, for more than eight years now. And I am from Argentina, but based in Barcelona. And I'm also a sex workers' rights activist. And well, I started doing porn, yeah, like with webcam shows. So it was a long, long way until I, I am here now. Yeah, what was like, did you shoot any porn in Argentina or were you just camming in Argentina? There is actually mm, really no industry in Argentina. There is only two men directing porn and I don't like it at all what they're doing. I respect them because they're brave for doing porn in a country mm -hmm. where there is no porn industry, but at the same time, their values and their aesthetics and everything, they are not correlated with what I want uh, doing porn. So when I started discovering sex work, that was through Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a Tumblr millennial. Was, <laughs> Tumblr was such a big thing for me too. It was like, yeah, there was so much porn there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also uh, finding porn next to like, mm, like random things, like a photo of food and then the photo of uh, a river and then a rainbow and clothes and cats. I don't know, it was something else and that's it because that's sex, it's something else in life, in our life. It's not something that has to be 
um, hiding, clandestine. Mm -hmm. So for me, finding this when I was a teenager was so important because all the education I had in my life was that I had to be ashamed of sex. Mm -hmm. I had to be scared or even uh, feeling guilty of it. So finding sex next to like random things, the regular things we don't feel ashamed by, uh, it was really like a revelation. So I found sex workers there and I found a sex worker doing webcam shows. Uh, so I got really interested because I was already doing some sort of webcam shows, but for free. Are you saying? So I was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm doing this for free just because I'm a horny teenager. Yeah, I how need old to were start. You were, how old were you when I you think, like first started? I think doing I was 18. I was yeah, 18. Same. Um, so I was like, I need to start charging it for this. It's like, I don't know if you had this like revelation, like, what are yeah. you thinking? Like you're doing this for free and some people are charging. You need to start, uh, yeah, putting your shit together. Yeah. Uh, I... At that time, yeah, it was like also um, for me it was so fun and I had so much curiosity about sex. So for me, it was really like a perfect uh, shove. Mm -hmm. um at the same time in i came from a like a barrio like a little city where mm -hmm. my the internet connection was really bad and it was a bit precarious so i couldn't do welcome shows there and also i was really afraid of my family finding out so i started working were for you, were you camming at home at the beginning i wanted when i was doing this like for fun and because i was horny yes yeah, same. at night, like <laughs> randomly. But then for work, it was like, where I do this? Uh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to hide myself. So I found <laughs> that someone uh, that I knew was doing it, but in an office. So hmm. there was like a studio of webcam girls. So yeah, I started working there like some weeks after I found this girl on Tumblr. And... Well, it was not that good as I expected, mm -hmm. the money I was earning and everything, but it opened to a new world to me where I felt for the first time in my life comfortable with my sexuality. Because not only because of my identity or my sexual orientation of uh, everything for me was really um, complicated because I always felt ashamed I was bullied. Then when I come out as a bisexual woman, I got also uh, not supported at all. I got shame. So uh, I had some insecurities. And when I put myself naked in front of the camera and I had people uh, admiring me and saying um, how hot I was and paying for it, it was like, wow. So my body is okay, actually. Yeah, sexuality, it is not wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. I can say I like girls because we were doing shows together with these girls and I'm not getting um, shame for this. So it opened to me like a different dimension. So you were getting that, like that fulfilling thing just from canning even. Yes. So that was before your porn career even. So how long were you canning before you took the jump to porn? I was coming for one year and a half, uh, and then I started doing uh, escort services because mm -hmm. I wanted to move from Buenos Aires 
And the only way to get money fast, it was actually doing prostitution because I wanted to move to Spain where uh, I had some friends living and they were telling me all the time that the quality of life was better, that they were more free in their sexuality, that there was some uh, more interesting opportunities for me and that they were paying better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my life in Buenos Aires was a mess. I didn't have money. Um, I didn't have anything to lose, to be honest. I was living with my family. I didn't like it. I love my family, but living with them was really complex. And I was trying to study fashion design and music, but at the same time, I was doing uh, two shops at the time, and I couldn't handle it. It was too much. It was not that I was born in a rich family that just gave me money for mm-hmm. being an artist. That was like what I wanted, but it was not happening. So <laughs> yeah. I just say, fuck everything. And I just... Uh, yeah, the escort services like for the first time and in two months I had the money and I flew to Spain with the idea of moving there but then all the problems with the papers and everything, it got too complicated so I had to come back to Argentina but this first uh, travel there, this first trip there it changed my life because I contacted to some companies um, to Abby Winters actually Mm-hmm. And then to Poppy, uh, Poppy Sanchez, uh, that they were starting uh, shooting. And yeah, I did my first movies. I did like seven or eight movies in a month. So it wow. was like I started wild. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that feeling um, of feeling like you have to like move to a different place to like feel like you can actually be like sexually liberated and where all the jobs are um I'm from a really small town in Michigan that like very conservative Mm -hmm. um it's like if you imagine the Netherlands but very very conservative (laughs) instead of being liberal and like pro-sex worker that's Mm kind of where I'm from so for me it was always just like okay I need to fly to San Francisco every like three months and then it's like okay I have to do this yeah definitely relate sometimes I worry about yeah gentrification and all this bullshit that like yeah we are queer we are this and but then mm-hmm. yes we are also like part of the bullshit I mean we do all shit but at the same time it's like to create porn in places that where are so conservative or where there there's nothing it's too complicated it's yeah, like it's very even hard. Possible. So, what we have to do, like, um, I, I have this like complex complexity and like question of what is good or what is like if I'm doing something wrong. Or, but at the same time, it's like the desire you have to do something to change the the representation of sex and everything, and then maybe to to come back to where you are from Mm -hmm. and do it there. For me, it's it's one of my goals to shoot porn in Argentina and to change also that there is nothing in Latin America, or there are, but it's really few uh, productions. So it is like, yeah, I'm going to Europe. So it it was like a complex uh, decision to make. Like, yeah, you're flying to Europe to do like independent porn. What are you doing with your life? But at the same time, I had this desire inside me that it was telling me it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I feel like you, especially I think with camming, like you build up this 
performance thing where you're, you know that if you go to set, you're gonna be able to perform where I feel like a lot of performers who have talked to on this, there's so much feelings of like mixed, like, I don't know if I can do this, where I feel like with camming, it almost, at least for me, it really feels like it sets you up to be able to be a performer and be able to be like, mm-hmm. okay, I can get on this flight that's across the world or across the mm-hmm. country and be like, yeah, I think I can handle this. Mm-hmm. Totally, because you are you are performing, but it's through a camera, nobody is touching you. You are talking with strangers. Sometimes you don't even see your face, the faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, for me, I even got my name in this uh, studio. Like the guy, the boss, say like, "Okay, I create a username for you, and it's Maria." Uh, so I was like, "Okay, you are creating already my porn persona." <laughs> uh, then I put myself the riot because he chose like the worst name. It was like I think Maria Nils or something like that, like the worst. Uh, so for me, it was like also funny to start creating this alternative me that was more confident, more sexy, uh, more secure of herself. Because in my <laughs> real life, I was dealing with a lot of trauma, insecurities, not knowing what to do with my life. And then Maria Riot was just really secure. She wanted to do porn. She wanted to quit everything. She didn't have money, but she's going to she was going to work for this money and yeah travel to other continents to shoot porn and what what about it (laughs) maybe that sounds crazy for others but not for maria riot (laughs) yeah i you have to like i feel like once you like adopt a porn name you almost have this whole other person that you have all this confidence from especially um yeah i think we started shooting around the same time were you like in your late teens early 20s Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I feel like you almost have to have that like disconnect of like, oh, that's Chelsea Poe. She can do that. She'll be able to knock yes. this out. But everything before you're like, oh no, <laughs> I might run to this awful person in my hometown who I went to high school with, or <laughs> you know, just like all these things, or like, oh yeah, that band I was in sucked or whatever, and people are gonna like talk about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like there's definitely that thing. I didn't know that your name wasn't fully yours. That's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, because I was, I am really bad with names actually. And I was thinking in other names and then it was just so simple and so also so virginal. And I went to a nun school. So for me, it was really funny to have these like two um, like different wars, like coming from this background. I went, I went to a nun school and now I'm doing porn. So it's like Maria is the perfect name for me. And then Riot, because I always, uh, I mean, I discover feminism through Riot Girl. So for me, it was like just a perfect combination. Yeah, that's like so cool. I love that so much. That's almost cooler in a way that like you have this whole backstory to it. I feel like so many people are like, oh, I just chose my name. Yes. (laughs) You took a lot lot of time to think of your name or it was easy? (sighs) It took a minute, like I knew I was um, in high school and stuff. Whenever I had to write about any writers, I always write about Edgar Allan Poe because I'm always like, I was a little like goth kid. Like I was played in black metal bands when I was young. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I love that. And then um, Sasha Ray's character and the girlfriend experiences, escort name is Chelsea. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Wow, then, cool. Yeah. And then ever since moving out to California, essentially, I was like, I'm going to go full in on this. I'm just going to be Chelsea all the time. So only people nice. back home call me um, 
my, I guess, legal name, but mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like you almost have to have that like mindset. But I also feel like there's a disconnect when you do go on a like long flight and it's your first shoot. It's like, it feels like it's almost like a vacation in a way where you have these things planned where it almost doesn't feel like it's your usual mm-hmm. life. Did you feel yes. that? Yes, I felt that a lot. For example, uh, when I when I traveled to to Spain, I actually almost got deported because I was I was too young, and they saw I didn't have money, uh, and that uh, I was just like a bit uh, insecure. And they were like, "Okay, you are going to the police." And I was already like decided I'm coming to Europe to shoot porn. I'm I'm secure. I am. I am Maria Riot now, so I remember fighting for it. Was that your first time coming to Europe? No, I actually have came once before, uh, but like a family trip uh, that my dad like saved money for years for this. And when they got divorced with my mom, it was like our last moment together or something. Oh. Like that. <laughs> it was good, but a bit sad um so your first time to shoot porn though you almost got detained yeah I mean the first trip alone it was when I was in the airport uh they they wanted me to come back to Argentina so they were not allowing me to to go to Spain I had to be in the police for two hours uh and this happened to me three times because when you don't have an European passport it's a bit complicated sometimes and because for me, like, you have to show that you have a lot of money. And the first time I went with only 500 euros. Um, for me, it was like a lot of money, but it was yeah, I'm like, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, they were like, no, you need like thousands. And I was like, okay, but I'm staying with a friend. Like, I was really naive, to be honest. And then I, I, I found out that, no, you had to have like a hostel reservation, like an address, where are you staying? You need to prove that you are not staying illegally there. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I was not doing it, but um, it looks like I had like also colorful hair. I was really <laughs> lost. I don't know. They, they were like, you are not coming. Uh, so yeah, everything was really intense at that time. Uh, but I, uh, luckily, I made it. I, I came to Madrid, and there I stayed for some weeks. And then I had the interview with Abby Winters, and they said, "Okay, we are pay- paying your flight to Amsterdam, and we had like five shootings for you in a week." Wow, so I was like, that's okay. <laughs> what was that like going like that hard in? It was. For me, it was really intense, but for me, it was also like the first time in my life getting paid good for my work. I was, mm-hmm. I was making so much uh, shitty shows before and getting so low, so explosive shows that then, uh, yeah, I came back home with so many euros. I was rich and I didn't work for three months because also in wow. Argentina the euros are like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the change is a lot. And for me, it was really powerful because, yeah, even if you are anti-capitalist, you know how much power money gives you and how much uh, money can change your vulnerability. And for me, I was really vulnerable depending on 
almost my friends and the coach they were giving to sleep uh, to me. So when I came back from the shootings with a lot of money, uh, feeling good that I did a good job, that I enjoyed the performance, that I had sex and it looked good on camera, that I had fun, that they were treating me good, that I knew Amsterdam, that I always wanted to go. Uh, for me, it was a crazy week. And because I was in Amsterdam, I went then to Den Haag, uh, where mm -hmm. Poppy Sanchez were uh, living at that time. Uh, so I shoot with her also two other movies in a day. So yeah, my start was really intense, but at the same time, I was so excited. I was never tired. I always wanted more. I also feel like Amsterdam is like one of the best places to do sex work because it's like all around everywhere. And I just love like the atmosphere of it because it feels so normalized there that like, mm -hmm. whenever I come back to the States, I'm always just like, oh, I feel like my boundaries are so much higher with cam clients, just kind of everything because it's just so normalized. That's yeah. so cool. That, like, I mean, the, that's just yeah, so cool that I... one of your first places was to shoot there and yes. to shoot so much yeah. in such a short period of time. Yeah, I'm really privileged to be honest and I'm really lucky to, to have started there. And yeah, totally, even if the, the regulation there of sex work, it has a lot of shit. Uh, the good thing is that it's more normalized. So yeah. you don't feel so shame or persecuted as in other countries like the United States where it's so criminalized, you go to shame for, for doing prostitution. Yeah, so I it's mean, really different. Even with this podcast, um, I think I launched it two weeks ago now um, when we were when we record this. Um, so they already took away the payment thing, the payment processor from this because of oh, wow. vague foreign things. And they won't, they still haven't really gone back to me. So like in the United States, I feel like it's just every corner, they're just waiting to get you, even if you're doing legal sex work. And yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest thing with the Netherlands is just like that it's like, there's bad things about it and like how they basically hung sex workers out to dry during the whole pandemic is really mm -hmm. fucked up but there's at least this like thought process of like oh it's not completely criminalized is i feel like in yes. so many other places it is mm -hmm. yeah and also i was there and there was a clinic for sex workers where they were not judging me for being a sex worker mm -hmm. here in spain some months ago i went to a doctor and when I, I told her I was a sex worker, she looked at me disgusted and say, what the fuck? Why you are that? So it's it was so different for me to be treated with respect uh, by a doctor that the, the, the fear you get sometimes to go to access uh, like, I, like health services. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it was a good start. To, to be there. And I actually found Abby Winters and everything because uh, in Tumblr and looking for uh, porn in Google, I found Amarna Miller, I found uh, Kourni Travel, I found you, I found a oh. uh, lot of other performers that um, were doing like artistic queer porn and talking about it too because before I, I had found performers doing porn, but they were not really like loud about it, let's say. Like <laughs> they were not talking about doing porn. They were just doing it, what is amazing. But for me, it was really interesting, like the intellectual part, like the part of 
why they're doing it, what's happening behind the scenes. And I remember Amanda had a blog about it where she was telling about their productions, what she did, what happened. So to read this, not by a journalist, by, but by the sex worker herself, for me, it was really crazy. And I found, I found all this porn also, uh, not only by Tumblr, but uh, for example, in the Rolling Stone, I found an interview to Sasha Gray, and then I found yeah, so yeah. So the, my first approach with porn was really cool. I never had like, uh, yeah, like, okay, the first thing I see is mainstream porn, and then I found the porn that is more artistic, independent. No, I found already all of this with Tumblr uh, and the magazine I was reading. So for me, it was uh, seeing all of this and saying, I want to be part of this because yeah. I love sex. I love art. It is a combination. I want to do it. This is yeah. like the thing I was waiting for. Yeah, I feel like that Sasha Gray article was so like big at the time too. Because, like, the first, like, two lines are being, like, comparing her to Taylor Swift, who was also the same age at the time, and being, like, yeah, they're basically doing the same things in their industry. And I feel like for them to, like, compare a pop star and a porn star felt so, like, big at the time, where it was, like, oh, wow, you can actually do more in porn than just be, like, you know, kind of within the industry. Like, mm -hmm. for me, seeing, like, Sasha Gray and Stoya do so many things and be like, so outspoken, like, that's definitely what spoke to me as well, where it's just, like, whoa, you can, like, write things, you can, like, make music, you can do all these other things other than just mm -hmm. shoot porn and you can, like, be outspoken and shoot the most extreme gangbangs you want, like. Yes, and I think so it's also, it's also good that if you only do porn and you're just uh, like a sex symbol, but for me to also find out that they were like pop culture icons, that they mm -hmm. were like not that stigmatized. And I don't know, Sasha Gray with uh, Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth in photos was like, what the fuck? Like the Vans I love, they are supporting a porn star, like things like that, that make you feel, uh, yeah, not so ashamed of the profession you're choosing because there is so much bullshit about what we do. Uh, that it's, it's a feeling that we have to show all the time we're intellectual, we are this, we are that, we do mm -hmm. something else. And with them, it was interesting because they were showing all of this, but they also were fucking like in a gangbang and having sex and being really dirty. So for me, it was like the perfect combination. Yeah, 100% the same page here. Yeah, like, um, yeah, actually I found out about Sasha Gray through a band I was really into at the time too. So then it was like, I found out they were hanging out with a porn star and I was like, oh, I bet it's gonna be super soft for And then I saw one of her game hangs. I was like, holy shit, this girl's amazing. She's like screaming at the guys in the gangbang. And then like the next day, like talking about like philosophy with Vice and stuff. It's just such a cool thing that, I feel like that era of like alt porn brought so many people into porn who probably weren't yes. going to be interested in it. Yeah, it like, was a cultural change. For sure. Um, is that like your main influences, do you think? Like the whole alt wave of porn, like Stoya, Sasha Gray, that sort of thing? Yes. Yeah, 100%. And also like, uh, like the sex scenes from random movies, like not porn movies. Uh, for me, it was like this erotism, seeing it in movies, um, 
like um, it was like an awakening of this is so beautiful. This is aesthetically beautiful. Why, why we can't appreciate the beauty of sex, but also the disgusting part of sex that I love also in a be- in a beautiful way. Um, why uh, my parents every time there was a kiss or a sex scene in the TV, they were like running to change it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like for me uh, when I found all these amazing stuff out there, it was it was bl- uh, mind blowing for me. It was uh, opening my eyes a lot. And when I when I started working for for amazing directors and uh, companies, I felt like okay, I'm part of what I love. I'm part of uh, all these um things I like and at the same time I'm also working uh, and sometimes I don't enjoy it so much so it was mm-hmm. like a complex uh, relationship with porn because I started also realizing that uh, that not always passion is mandatory or that not always you love what you're doing the shootings or that sometimes you don't want to work with a company anymore because they are annoying but they pay good so you still work with them um so porn is my work but it's also what I'm passionate about most of the time uh but I also feel that sex work itself saved my life because um I always deal with mental health problems and dealing with normal shows uh, eight hours a day or more uh, it was impossible for me and sex Mm -hmm. work it was like so like such a relief like sometimes I made two shootings a month and then I could just um, try to recover from what I was going through or just dedicate myself to to therapy and this is not happening with other shows for people that we don't have access to Mm -hmm. like the high economical um, shows that some people have or some resources we mm-hmm. we don't have, no? So I think sex work for more marginalized people or people that we live in like more complex situations, mm-hmm. um, it's really life-changing. I don't like to romantize it, but at the same time, I don't know what I would do without, without sex work. I can totally understand that. I feel like I see a lot of connections between athletes and sex workers because I feel like for a lot of people this can be their ticket out of a really bad situation whether it's being in a marginalized group whether it's being in poverty like I don't know at all where I'd be right now without sex work because I literally couldn't get any jobs where I was because it's so conservative as a trans person like mm-hmm. I don't know I'd probably still be in some bad band somewhere <laughs> like I'd probably <laughs> be doing that right now you yeah. said you were involved in music um that's that's actually come up a lot in this podcast there's a lot of people who were in music before what were you doing Mm -hmm. before you got into porn and music well when I was 15 I was singing in a really bad punk band Uh, very relatable (laughs) yes like really bad and we were doing covers of unknown bands saying that they were our songs oh my oh my god you were that bad oh my god but we but we were tenacious we were 15 like we were yeah. playing like in little venues nobody knew us it was so funny um so that's said in my teenager years but I stopped doing it because uh I mean this is a bit dramatic but uh 
I once we upload a video on YouTube and I got a comment saying the singer wins the band. And for me it was so I was I was so traumatized about the bullying yeah. I received when I was a kid. I quit. Um, and it sounds like really exaggerated, but no, I thought, no, I'm, this is not for me. Uh, they are good musicians and I'm shit. And I didn't have this thing like, no, I need to progress. Mm -hmm. For me, the trauma I have for being a kid and being told a lot of shit in the school, it, it made me like, I read this and nothing matters anymore. They were right. I need to quit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm a failure with music. Um, and at that time we were doing it like something fun. And then I tried it again. Uh, I was in a band playing the synths and doing chorus. Already just uh, doing sex work, but it was like my second year or third year doing sex work. And it was really good. And then I discovered I enjoyed more being like, not that uh, principal in a band, like, the main person there, like singing. No, I, I enjoy more being like hiding a bit. Yeah, um, I feel you. Yeah. So it was really fun. We did it for some months. Uh, we even did a shit in Europe. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yes, in some, well, in Europe, in some places in Spain. But we flew uh, from Argentina to here. That's uh, so I was trip. like, yes, I yeah. was like four four months in this band I, I got the gig <laughs> like I was so lucky wow that's so uh, cool. yeah but the problem is that they were paying us with beer or food I mean <laughs> we were not getting paid so it was impossible to make money I know some people will say like no but if you keep playing if you keep working you will get it but that's easy to say if you have money or if you have a support system or your family is giving money while you try to be an artist and mm -hmm. one day getting paid for us, it was impossible. I was like not able to support myself. I don't even drink beer. I was getting <laughs> paid with water. <laughs> yeah, I was, feel. I mean, the fun was good, but at the same time, I needed to think how I sustain myself, how I survive. So I had to put music uh, in the side, and I, I like, I continue doing sex work and. I put all my focus in activism too. So music was just like uh, something I enjoy listening, but I didn't try anymore. I, at that time I thought, oh yeah, music is not for me. It's, it's something I, I'm gonna do when I can uh, as a hobby, but it's really, it's hard to be an artist if you don't have money. It really is. I feel like the difference between doing like going on tour for porn and going on tour for band stuff is so different because it's like you're lucky if you get one hotel room for your entire band and you have like five or six people and then like <laughs> it's like always a stressful situation because it's like so many people or you're all stuck in a van for like eight hours and you're like so annoyed where I feel like porn it's like you're gonna fly somewhere it's gonna be maybe like you might be with two other people everything's fine you're gonna get a hotel room it might be one or two or three people like mm -hmm. everything is so substantially better that yes. I feel like after even if it's bad, even if it's bad or it's going wrong, it's not that bad. As yeah, 
in the other shows you had before. yeah a hundred percent I'm like I don't have to like haul like a 90 pound base amp anymore like it's so much <laughs> easier just being like okay I can just show up on a porn set I can carry my camera I can have my computer to edit stuff it's that easy it just feels like such a different mm-hmm. thing what Do you, you were th- doing in the band um I played bass nice yeah I played bass for yeah I started like in yeah about 15 something like that and then um I was in a band that like toured regionally and stuff but um at some point it was again just like we're making no money we're not gonna make money even if we get signed to a label we're gonna be broke as hell for like years (laughs) where I'm like I'm making money camming at home right now why am I continuously like doing this putting money into like my base my amp all this stuff where I'm just like it's fun and all but I feel like you can get the same creative thing out of something that actually pays mm-hmm. money. Yes. Um, well, I grew up thinking like my dream was being a, like a pop star, not a mm-hmm. pop star, a pop star. <laughs> but then capitalism killed my dreams. Uh, <laughs> and then I created a new one and I changed some words in the, <laughs> in, <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it's pop instead of, it's porn self pop and that's good also. Yeah, do you think it helped you get like deal with a porn career, like doing music first? Yes, because I was in a stage and I already knew what was to do a performance. Mm-hmm. Like I was not myself anymore. At that time, I also had another artistic name for my singer persona. <laughs> uh, Sometimes people get, I get comments of people like, oh, I remember you, you are this name I was like yeah I know you know me from since I am 15 that's crazy um so yeah it's like you go out there you you're not that secure in your everyday life but there Mm -hmm. you are doing it you are secure so you sing and uh yeah I was dealing with a lot of yeah like a big public and all my family all my friends like singing our songs and the songs that they were not from us um, <laughs> and it was really fun and it was uh, I was really secure and I looked like I was like a leader and now I think how I was actually doing this with 15 year old yeah it's uh, really weird so, to look back at when you, like mm-hmm. how young you were when you were doing stuff like that like my friends and I were booking shows when we were like I think he was like 13 and I was like 15 and we were like the only two queer promoters, but we were the only one who booked metal and hardcore. So it was like these old like metal and hardcore guys like coming up to like 13 year old queers being like, where do we load in? That's so cool. Yeah, I also, um, I also started getting involved with politics with this band because I, we got invited, this, I was already 16. We got invited to like a feminist event for the legalization of abortion. Uh, the crazy thing is uh, the legalization of abortion it happened in Argentina in December so it took really long wow yes so I was 16 and we went uh, yeah we were invited to play in this uh, this concert for the legalization of abortion and I remember also we had a song against the police so for me it was already like being involved in this uh yeah revelation against these uh things that i don't like in society and 
of course, in a really naive way, because we were singing, uh, we were singing against the police because we got detained for doing graffitis. It was not <laughs> nothing really crazy, but we went to what, like we were like one night in jail for this. So wow. then we were really angry, like singing as teenagers, and so it was it was already like a practice, and I think. This and then being a vegan activist, and I was also leading uh, an organization. Um, it helped me to then doing activism related to sex work and porn in a more easier way. Yeah, I feel like there definitely is that whole just going from music to porn. It feels like it's the same kind of creative thing. Like mm -hmm. you're getting paid for like an hour or whatever of work, and then you're traveling you know, 15, 16 hours for that one hour almost. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's that similar almost build up and come down to it. Yeah, and you perform and you have like a sort of persona and some people are fans of you and they think they know you, but it's just a projection. <laughs> yeah, 100%, <laughs> it's not a yeah. <laughs> yep, a lot of similarities. <laughs> so what's your favorite um, city or place to shoot and to shoot porn? Hmm. Well, I think, well, right now, maybe it will be Barcelona because it's where I'm living. So it's easier because then I go back home. Uh, <laughs> but I also, I also love traveling around. So I will say now I'm planning to go to Berlin really soon. So Berlin, yeah, because I'm so cliche saying this, but yeah, there are a lot of friends there and a lot of uh, people doing so amazing stuff that every time I go, we create, we just hang out and there is like such an amazing energy that I love. But actually, I love traveling around and shooting whatever and doing whatever. I would love to go to shoot porn in the United States. I was there for some months, but for nothing related to porn. <laughs> I got a fellowship related to biotechnology. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I, I don't, it was related to my being an activism. Uh, and I did only like one little shoot when I was there, but it, it didn't have time for doing it. And yeah, it's one of my goals to go to the United States and do a tour and shoot with all of you and yeah. meet a lot of performers I'm following for like eight years and I feel I know them but I don't know them actually it's just the internet yeah it's so hard to I feel like it's so easy to feel like you know everyone just from like an <laughs> online persona but then I feel like when I meet them in real life I'm like oh I don't know who that person is because I only like know their like little image Mm -hmm. but then it's like they tell you something and it's like yeah I know yeah I know <laughs> like I I met the other day with a sex worker I like I love and we follow each other for a long time we only saw once and then it was the second time and everything we were saying is like yeah I know yeah I read that <laughs> I, you say that the other day it's so funny like we are so connected in a way but at the same time so disconnected because we don't know each yeah. other uh, but yeah I think that in the United States there are a lot of like good things happening too, like Aorta and now also Afterglow and of course Crashpad, Pink Label, what you are doing, what Courtney Travel is doing for so long uh, and all the creators now that they are shooting their own porn everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I hope when things get better to go to the United States, I actually have a fan wanted to pay the flight. So 
I am waiting that things get better to go there. Yeah, get that free flight. Hopefully, a few months. Hopefully, America's back to like fully normal. It's like, yeah. I trust my city right now. I trust mm-hmm. the people here, but everyone else, I'm like so distrustful of. I'm like, there's like, <laughs> there's full tourist buses back in SF now. So it's like this whole bizarre thing where there's like people from all over the country who I'm like, I have no idea if you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of scared, but there's like packed tour buses now. So mm-hmm. yeah. But if you ever come to the Bay, definitely. There's so many people making queer porn here. So I'm sure yes. you fit right in. Um, yeah, I will let you know, of course. Yeah. So what are some places you ended up that you didn't really expect to be because of porn? Definitely Dan Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was not expecting to shoot porn there. And I think every time people were asking me, where are you now? And it was like, Denha. And they were like, why are you there? (laughs) You are a politician? What is that thing? Uh, But yeah, Poppy at that time was living there because of the show. Um, So we were shooting a lot there. And then... I got a sugar daddy that offered me uh, to pay me a house for a month. So we chose then how to be close. Uh, and because it was also cheaper than Amsterdam and there were lakes and things like that. So I was living actually there and we were shooting porn there for like a while. Wow. Um, next to embassies. And then, um, yeah, it was crazy because we were living like actually in a place where politicians were living and we were shooting porn there. It was really wild. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's just there's so many places that porn is made that you just would never expect, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. like when I first got into this, I'm like, okay, it's going to mostly be in LA, maybe Vegas, maybe like one place in Europe somewhere. I thought it was going to be so condensed, but really... Now it feels like you can kind of shoot porn anywhere. Like, yes, there's kind of people doing it everywhere. That's kind of what I've learned mm-hmm. via this um, podcast because it's just like, yeah, just kind of all over. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Everywhere. <laughs> um, so I have a few more questions for you. Um, just like two more. I want to take up your whole night because it's starting to get late there. Um, what are some things that you want to do in your career that you haven't done so far? Uh, directing porn for sure I only uh, create some videos with friends and I also well I direct my own amateur content I sell on OnlyFans but I have some ideas that I want to do mostly in Argentina because there is actually nobody doing like porn and there is no women doing porn it's only these men and there are lots of sex workers creating uh, so, of course, there is porn made everywhere, but it's not the same to make actual productions. And I get lots of questions and uh, like a message of performers or sex workers that are like, when are you doing porn? Like, I want you, I want to work for you. And so I have some ideas I want to do there and I want to start, uh, yeah, like a little um, company or production. Uh, like a more do-it-yourself I don't have the ambition of being like a girl boss or any bullshit like that <laughs> but I want to direct some like cool porn 
Um, I don't want to come back to live to Argentina, but to be in some months there and shoot could be good. And also to then travel around Latin America because there are so much amazing places, amazing people that we don't know just because, um, yeah, everything then important is to still really uh, European and white yeah, and very. Like, colonized. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like... like yeah, it's all like essentially the United States or like one of three cities in Western Europe. Yes, it's always the United States and Europe as like the representation of porn. And also when we talk about independent or queer porn, we always see, yeah, the European like producers mm -hmm. and or the United States producers. And I think it will be so cool that Latin America is also present. It is already present with a lot of post-porn. Um, and I found it so interesting that when we are in festival, it's always really political porn and that says a lot about us. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also want that we are present with uh, like produce and artistic porn, but I, because I think we can do like really cool stuff. That's so cool. Yeah, I really hope you do that. I had a chance to go back to my hometown and shoot a movie there. And I feel like it's such a cool experience just to be like, oh, this is where I started everything. And then like getting people mm -hmm. either come in or have locals who've never really had the opportunity. It's like a really yeah. rewarding experience. It seems like they're starting to become more festivals in um, Latin America. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there is one in Chile. And I have the idea of creating one in Buenos Aires. But yeah, the problem is I don't have the money and then... I have to, well, I was talking for with some people, but then COVID happened. So now it's little by little, I'm organizing it. And yeah, I'm coming out of depression. So depression takes out every goal and dream you have. So I'm being compassionate and having patience to do all the things I want to do. Uh, but definitely, I would love to direct porn in Latin America and do a porn festival in Argentina. That's like yeah. one of my dreams. That would be so cool. I really hope you get a chance to do that. Like, Thank you. I just feel like the more porn scenes around the world happen, I think the better, just because I feel like there's gonna be more unique porn. And just as like someone yeah. who genuinely loves the medium, I just like want to see more countries having representation on like a global level with porn. Yes, also there is so much like conservative and morals related to sexuality now uh, that, we need we need to be present and i know when i do this porn festival or when i shoot there there are gonna be a lot of rad fans or people against sex words like talking bullshit and i don't care it's needed i i want them to be angry if they want to be angry uh because we are shooting porn um but i think we also need to be yeah present because of this because we can't allow these people to uh keep on harming us I feel like once you have one shoot in a city, it starts to grow because then you have the five or six people you worked with. And then people are like, oh, you've been on a porn set. Can we shoot something like mm -hmm. that? I feel like that's just kind of how it grows. So I feel like that would be such a cool thing if you get to do that. Whenever yes. the world is back to normal, who knows when that's gonna be, but. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I have one more question for you. If you could magically change one thing in porn overnight, 
let's say tomorrow is totally different, what would it be? Oh, the war against us, the censorship that we yeah. could exist without so much bullshit that it's harming our lives. Um, like every day we wake up and there is something new. It's like we never can rest. We never can just enjoy if we are making something good or if we're making money in a platform because we are scared that the next day we wake up and it's not there anymore or that our Instagram account is deleted. Mm -hmm. And some people could say, oh, it's just a processor payment, it's just a platform, it's just social media. But no, for us, it's work, it's representation, it's our identity, it's everything. It's like they are deleting who we are. So that will be the thing for sure. Like, yeah. I don't have to think. <laughs> That's 100% perfect. Yeah, I feel like there's just this whole thing where we're always have some version of like being criminalized, where it's always in the back of your mind that it's always, um, you know, something's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And just yeah, like you that- you never can relax. No, you never know. And like, is your bank account gonna be taken because they decide your campsite is not someone they wanna deal with anymore? There's just so much risk, but mm -hmm. I think you nailed that final question so much. Well, I had so much fun talking to you today. Me too. And I also <laughs> learned a lot and I don't know, I admire you a lot and I hope we work together one day soon. Yeah, likewise, whenever we're both back in Berlin or Amsterdam or wherever, I really hope we get to yes. work together. Um, well, thank you so much again. Thanks to you, hope you have All a right. great day. Thanks, bye. bye.